0: That's why I do almost everything. I don't like that about
1: you. That's for me. That's why I said, Should I post this douchey video? Because that's totally douchey. Yeah. Although I sent it to Phil and uh, I said, Look at the pretentious video that I made of myself today. And he replied, saying, I really like that video because it shows that even though you'd like, he like expounded on, the idea of doing things you don't like even because they're good for you and not liking it. And I'm like, okay, like this is totally a goof. I made this as a goof. You know what I was trying to do? I was trying to get AI to put me, this was my original idea. My original idea was me walking in front of the camera, getting ready to go. And then saying, you know, I work out, but I really don't like to, when I actually start working out, This is what I imagine. And then as it morphs into the AI, I wanted it to be shelves of donuts and pizza everywhere, (laughs) but it wouldn't do it. I tried.
0: I tried for like 45 minutes. So the app is not just this. I didn't realize it was AI. Mm. I thought it was. It's a mini
1: mid journey built into my video app. Wow. Okay. So you can put in prompts.
0: And, uh, but it, it follows your video still. Yeah. The prompts. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. It
1: doesn't do a great job. It It does. It does good when you're mostly stationary, then it does great. Hmm. So if you, if I just do a selfie, I'm going to do one for, for our show where I just do a little selfie saying, Hey, I have, or we can do one of, of me and you, Hmm. but just, Selfie, yeah, talking, and it does good there. Okay, I can't wait <clears> to it But when that. there's lots of movement with people, it, it's it's a little clunky. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's good enough. It, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh I just re- I was going to buy this other app, and right as I was gonna buy it, I got an email from Light leap, which is the app that I use. And it's, it said, Hey, have you tried our AI features? I'm like, good enough.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to buy anymore. Isn't it amazing that you're like, Oh, it's good enough. You're doing it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got full animation <laughs> happening. I'm stroking it with my left <laughs> hand.
1: <laughs> and then I'm writing in my prompts with my right hand. So nothing has changed. No, I'm. I've watched maybe five minutes of porn since we
0: started. Uh, right Our now, challenge. Oh, have we already started? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, because uh, <laughs> after a week of not whacking it, it only took five minutes to make me explode all over. Is the that what you office. did? Oh yeah.
1: No, nope. I'm. So you've you've uh, manipulated yourself to completion. <laughs> Since our conversation, I, uh, yes, I still have it. Wow. No interest. No. Well, no, plenty. Oh, okay. I just haven't. I just haven't. I've, uh, and stupid Instagram. The only time that I've gone to Pornhub is to look for chicks that are on Instagram.
0: So the chicks you're looking at on Instagram are already porn actresses. Some of them.
1: Some of them have
0: some of them have videos on Pornhub. Really? Yeah.
1: So first I go to Twitter. Because all roads lead to OnlyFans, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a cliche for a reason.
1: That's where they want you to go. Mm -hmm. But if they have a Twitter, then all you really want to see are these chicks hooters. And her, you know, fingering herself. Like, that's and, all I need. And that's on Twitter? A lot of them, yeah.
0: I'm not they, on Twitter, so they'll, I didn't realize they'll that.
1: post They'll post graphic stuff on Twitter. But then I'm assuming that their strategy is to just entice you to go to their own right. fans. Watch well, the whole video. Watch this. Like,
0: I don't need the whole video. honey. Right. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Come on. Come on, baby <laughs> doll.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need... I need 30 seconds, but right. so if I can, if, if, uh, if what is on Twitter is good enough, then that's good enough. And there's, I'm just won't go down. I won't go anywhere else.
0: <clears throat> Are we going to get this started or not? Yeah, let's so, get this started.
1: All right. Although I am going to use some of this in something. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, man. I am on a roll. This is week four. Of a show a week back again, I need a I need to make a, a call for more guests.
0: If only you'd actually release the show so
1: everyone could see this. You know, Cody called me out a month ago because I didn't release her show for a month, and then now I've uh, so Kelly, we're talking right now, but when you hear this, you will probably be a month in the in the future. Holy cow, we're time traveling! Can you imagine what will happen in that month?
0: Let's see. So, we should set
1: ourselves some goals. Okay. And say, by the time this show releases, I want to be XYZ.
0: Okay. Dead or in jail? (sighs) STD free. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that one's pretty easy to accomplish. (laughs) You're married. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, Check us out on YouTube. Uh, I'm always doing something new with the YouTube. Different colors, different crops. I should probably just find something and and, uh, stick with it. I like that you experiment. Just experiment, right? That's pretty much. Uh, but now that you gifted me, I love this thing. Look at that beautiful swag light. It looks so perfect. I was trying to do take your suggestion and put it in a corner so that the shadows make a design.
0: Right. Um, it's just too bright in here for the, for it to show up. I, uh, I've seen this on video, and it looks so cool hanging here. It's almost like you've got a little... Uh, a, a dark little den here for people to meet and talk and Man. plan evil deeds. Yes. Evil.
1: I don't, My brain right away went to I was looking through Craigslist for video gigs and there was an ad for someone looking for a videographer for adult content. <laughs> I'm thinking about, uh, replying. Yeah. Well, you're a videographer. I mean, my question, my email is going to be, I am interested in the position of adult content. Videographer is a splash guard provided
0: (laughs) or should I bring my own? I think the, the first thing obviously is what's the rate, right? What's the pay?
1: Well, yeah. So they wanted you to send in your
0: rate. Oh, okay. I mean, this is already starting to sound kind of shady.
1: I, I mean,
0: it could be a negotiation.
1: It could be like, what are the perks? (laughs) Is there... Do you get an assigned fluffer? Right. Then, eh, I mean... Well, what's... uh,
0: Ask, ass, or grass. That's right. That's right.
1: (laughs) And uh, follow us on YouTube uh, so you can see our lovely faces and all of the interesting things that i have on my table i should probably do like a show and
0: tell of what's on my desk you really should on our table yeah you really should you don't think so starting with the table itself yeah and
1: then i made the i painted the table yeah um i have these cool record coasters i love these they're awesome
0: i love that they came with a little record player holder
1: yeah i have these cool uh glasses
0: that are interactive oh they
1: spin. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I have nudie candles. Okay. Um, th- that's. I find this so fascinating that someone made this. They I made a mold and they, they made it.
0: They I don't did. like the way you're touching it. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> and then, again, you contributed to my setup with my
0: 1970s? Sixties Duesenberg, Avon Duesenberg. Oh right, yeah. This is probably from the seventies. I'm the guessing 70s. this was from my buddy's house that I was helping him clean out. I I took this and his uh, Volkswagen Bug. Both of them still filled with the. With, it smells great. I'm not your sure greatest word You're looking I,
1: for. You know what? I'm uh, here. Let me put some of that on oh, right now. Please
0: do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hope this is, has isn't corrosive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think it's gonna burn my skin? Well, I, I mean. I wish you had done that before we went to the store. Oh, look at this. Man, we should go to the club. Okay, I'm jealous. I want some of that myself. Just pass me some of that (laughs) Dusenberg. We just put on 45-year-old cologne.
1: (laughs) It smells a little dusty. (laughs) This is my childhood, man.
0: It everyone, smells like green shag rugs. Everyone who is over
1: forty years old, you have to know what this stuff is, and you had a good childhood, because if you had a good childhood, that meant that your mom had a friend who sold Avon, right? And she supported her friend, which means then that you had to have had, a, <laughs> right? You had to have had a good childhood, because uh, my mom had a friend who sold Avon, and my dad had this. So when you showed me this. It transported me to me being, like, 12 years old. And you, even when I was 12, this was already 15 years oh, old. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, and then seeing this in our bathroom. You lit up when, because this came with the box and everything. I mean. I love it. The box is right there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep the, I, will, I mean, I love keeping boxes. I will forever keep that box. <laughs> I'm so happy this went to
0: somebody who could yeah.
1: truly appreciate it. And then it's so, uh, well, not to get too, uh. Emotional here, but it was my dad's birthday a couple weeks ago, right. a few weeks ago. So like that means even more that I got it around that time. That makes me feel good. So I, I love it. I super, super love it. Um So as you can see, my boy, KL. KL is back. Hello. Hello. Kelly is a screenwriter, writer, podcaster.
0: <clears throat> my best friend. Oh,
1: <laughs> am I? <laughs> course
0: <laughs> i've met your other friends i would say i am the best of all you of are the best um, um i have to
1: yeah well yes i'm trying to figure out a way to work danny in there but he doesn't listen to my show anyway so okay. screw danny uh so we're back man kelly there are like so many things we can talk about i think let's just since you're a screenwriter you have experience, you've uh, you, you your insights are more educated and thought out than probably what my ideas or understandings are of this whole um, strike that's going on with the writers and actors. Yeah. Um, well, th- tell me what's going on like right now. Well, what is what exactly is happening?
0: Well, A month from when we're talking about this, who knows, but uh, for three or four months now, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, have been striking to try and figure out a way for them to get paid for work that continues to be sold and resold without them getting residuals and stuff like that. Uh, And I support all of that stuff wholeheartedly. They're also trying to somehow stop the use of AI by the production companies in the writing. And I think that's a lovely fiction, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I don't see how they will possibly be able to stop that. You're
1: trying to block a major piece of technology that is A major piece of technology
0: that was given to everybody for free, basically. Pretty much. Including them. Yeah. So, you know, having a... the first studio that says you know we will not use ai their shareholders are going to be like well wait a second you know cuz their shareholders don't know what the hell's going on
1: all they know is that this is a cost cutting tool
0: right and so if if one company uh, decides not to use it but the other companies continue to use it you're going to see that other that that one company lose money right yeah well Dr- like, is it, would it be a direct,
1: can you, would you be able to point to, well, I guess you could because it would be to the writing budget, right?
0: I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, this is obviously a, a very convoluted story that's yeah. going on here. I don't see a way out of it. And uh, by the way, I'm not in the WGA uh, even mm. with the things that I sold, I was never able to make enough money to actually be in the WGA. Um, but the problem with trying to tell somebody that they can't use something that exists—how is a studio to know that what they're buying from a writer was written without the use of AI?
1: Yeah, and even if you, even if you. Look at 10 layers below that. Given that AI doesn't actually make anything unique, it just compiles.
0: Right. How do you factor that in, too? Well, that is part of their issue is that they're saying that, that some of these people have been able to kind of trace when they're asking for AI to do something th- that they'll be able to see their own writing and no, what won't. is... Who who said who's who? The, as, is, the writer say this, or some some people have have claimed that you know uh, articles um. that were written by AI they could see their own writing. Wow, in I mean, the article. if the person who wrote the prompt
1: said, "Please write an article <laughs> in the style of sure whoever," then I guess But sure. let me let me ask you this: if you worked if you work for Google or Microsoft. And you come up with something that idea doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the company who employs you. This has been an age old thing in tech. If you come up with if uh, so for um, I mean, Steve Jobs, Wozniak, like they came up with stuff, but were under HP. We're working for I believe it was HP and they couldn't use it. Uh, I mean, this has, has happened a ton. How is it that writers have, how is it that writers own or can take ownership of their writing when they work for someone? I'd see that this, that's what I don't understand.
0: Uh, yeah. And this has been a battle that's been in the courts forever, all the way back to uh, Joe Simon and Jerry Schuster who created Superman. And you know they just wanted to get a little bit of the money that suddenly happened when Superman became huge and film rights and all of that stuff were sold. They ended up winning those cases, so there's oh, precedent set. Got it. That's whack. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, Marvel has fought a lot of their uh, creators on this kind of thing because they they claim this is work for hire. I get that it's work for hire. I also get a creator looking at something and going, well, now you've sold the film rights for this character I created for you. It does seem to me like their contracts need to be re-evaluated and rewritten to uh, include those kind of things in them going forward. Now. Right. But nobody knows okay, how, so how that stuff's going to ever pan out anyway. So current writer contracts don't...
1: Uh, don't factor in putting things on streaming, you know, using AI. Right. And, and of course human nature is, it's like, I want to be compensated for every single time what I write gets used. But, and, and because Hollywood has not been firm. Right. They, they're, they're screwed. Basically, the the
0: companies are screwed now, and the writers think they're being screwed. Correct. And the thing is, everybody gets screwed. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter if you love Disney or not. They are a gigantic corporation. Their bottom line is they want to make as much money as possible. They want to pay out as little money as possible. They want to give their investors and shareholders. Man, there's someone could probably argue that they don't care
1: about that as much within the last 5 years or so
0: they Just, don't care about their shareholders <laughs> or they don't care about their they don't creators. care about how much
1: money they make i mean if we want to get down into the weeds of it everything they've done has sucked yeah for a while now yeah and then now even in work well no we're not uh, going off topic here with this snow white That's coming out next year. Uh, This what's her name? Rachel Zegler. Is that her name? I don't know. So I think her name was Rachel Zegler for sure is her last name. What a chick this is. (laughs) I don't know
0: anything about
1: it, man. She's if I don't, I don't see how Disney has kept her off of multiple interviews. She's made. She's done where she's bad pretty much everything about Disney to where, uh, Disney's bread and butter of snow white and other animations that were done, you know, back 70 years ago, um, to her compensation. Like she did this one interview where she said, where she said, uh, I was in the snow white dress for 12 hours a day. I deserve to be paid for every single hour. Snow White will be streamed. So you can sort of factor that into how the creatives think they should be compensated. Yeah. Because it's like, if I wrote for this, if I wrote on this show, I should be getting paid anywhere that this show is being offered to paying customers. And I think that's where they get where they lose a lot of normal people like me, because I I've made like like I don't get paid for work that I did five years ago. Right. And even as my little tiny media company that I have uh, websites that draw customers to a restaurant or to a gym or to an artist or to because I've done a couple artist websites. Actually, I love them both. I do really good, (laughs) but I don't get I get paid for it once. I don't get paid for it again. Uh, Pictures that headshots that I've taken. It's so funny. I've taken I rarely go on LinkedIn, but I go when I do go on LinkedIn, I see headshots that people use that I took 10 years ago <laughs> and these like a couple of them are like CEOs of companies and it's like if you decide to use your headshot on ladders when oh when this came out it was only LinkedIn I should get a I should get more compensation because you're now using it on lad like that's it's that's stupid so do you it, based off of your experience and, and what, you know, well, I guess you kind of, you kind of answered it. It's like, what, that seems like mega entitlement to believe that you should be compensated for work that you did a whole long for, you know,
0: even your last job. Um, right. Right. Well, I, I mean, w- um, I would say this, what if you, what if in the past when you were doing those pictures, it uh, everybody who did stuff like that was compensated every time it went from a different company to a different company. And then suddenly something new came along and you found yourself going, well, wait a second, it used to be like this. This is what we're running into oh. is that they are the, there was a there was a way set up for writers to get royalties. And so, writers and actors. I'm not sure if it's the same for actors, but you write a television show, you get paid for that television show. The first time it reruns, you get half of what you were paid. And then the next time you get half of that again, until you're getting checks for, you know, a penny 20 years down the road. Uh, And, and that has been built into the mindset of becoming a film or television writer. You're not going to get paid a lot of Mm. money because there's so many, there's so many years you're not going to get work. So that has been built in. So when you start taking those kind of things away, which is, you know, streaming was never built into those contracts because it's relatively new. So what they're fighting for now is just some kind of way to, you know, going forward, they need to figure out a way if these things are getting sold over and over again and the corporations are making a lot of money off of it. They'd like to see that trickle down to the creatives. I'm... I'm on their side. I don't see it happening.
1: Well, no, <laughs> no! Because, well, okay, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. Based off of what you just what you just said, I saw a video recently where it was an actor, you know, character actor, right? He was in his home making this video, and his home didn't seem lavish. He seemed like a regular house. Um, and he was showing the camera the the royalty checks he was getting, right. And one of them was for the show House, which hasn't been on forever. Right. And this particular royalty check. And from what I noticed, because he was showing he was showing the stub. And for shows that he was on multiple episodes, it was a long stub because I'm assuming it listed the episodes he was. Everything's in. itemized. Yeah. yeah, everything's itemized. This particular show, he there wasn't that many. I would say there was probably about ten well, I don't know, like this much. <laughs> worth of uh line items and then he was trying to make a point that this is my royalty check for uh the sh- the show house and it was like 125 dollars. but if i'm understanding you correctly show house has been off the air for a long time and it's already been on multiple other channels so yes he's getting a 125 dollar royalty check today in 2023 right but five years ago that check could have been a whole lot more because it wasn't on as many things right okay see that is that based off of that that puts that whole thing in a whole new i mean i don't want to say that this dude was ingenuous but he just didn't explain that i'm getting 125 now but 10 years ago this was a Three thousand dollar check. Exactly right. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it's like boo 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 boo. <laughs> Here,
0: I <laughs> mean, I you will a say, ambulance. <laughs> I, sure, I will say this. Uh, I don't think that artists are paid what they're worth. You know, even I've got a publishing company, and we didn't pay the artists what they were worth. Uh, we were very, you know, small peanuts. Uh, and well, these what artists does that mean even? Well, these artists were just like you know, I, I would tell them, boy, I'd really love to use this, but I can't really afford to pay you this. Uh, you know, this is what we pay our people here. Right. And they were like, that's fine. I just want my art to be seen. And so there's a part of me that that understands, you know, these guys should be paid more i i mean we sit on our ass because we sit on our ass and we consume that art constantly and there's a part of me the artist part of me that's you know not cool with these corporations making a gazillion dollars and the ceos making all of this money and the people who created art which is what we're watching not getting Mm. compensated for it and it's just it's just a I don't know what the answer is, but there is a part of me that's like, yeah, that's not right. These people, uh, the artist, we should be putting them up on pedestals. On the other hand, I Even also understand. More so? Uh, well, tell me how many writers you know. One. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> I love him very I much. I <laughs> meant, how many TV writers do you know their names? Um, I know the dude who did the West Wing. Yeah, what's his name? His name is... I'm just trying to figure out what pedestal he's on. Marmot, (laughs) Mamo, Mame. My point is this I I think that, you know, as a culture, we should probably be paying a little more attention to these people. But I also understand that the companies are the ones who put up all of the money and the risk.
1: Right. And so they
0: they should get their money first. Uh, you know, I it's don't know the same. If, what, what writers are asking for right now on this strike is they're saying, look, technology, technology has changed. And every time technology has changed, we have changed our contract to figure it out. So they're doing that right now. The fact that the studios aren't budging on the A.I. thing, that should tell all of my writer friends. And I have a bunch who are striking out there right now. Oh, where? Uh, oh, in L.A. Down in L.A. Yeah. and That should tell you guys they know something you don't. And the thing they know is that this is not going anywhere. The AI is not going away.
1: No. No, it won't. I mean, even if you – it just won't. And if you think that it can be blocked or curtailed or limited or obstructed
0: or filtered, it won't. It will not be. Even Elon Musk saying, let's put a pause on this – he only wanted to put a pause on it so he could catch up with everybody else. <laughs> right, right. It's just here's.
1: It, it, I find it super interesting that normal people really don't care about this strike. No, and I think that's okay. Um, James Vanderbeek made
0: this super douchey plea. I saw it. I mean, first, <laughs> talk about tone deaf. The reason I'm not out on the uh, strike out there right now is because I'm vacationing with my family. <laughs> you might have wanted to edit that out. There's there's been a couple of actors that have made similar some similar
1: videos where it's like I, I would be there if I could. I mean, Danny Trejo did a really good one where he goes, you know, the Tom Cruise and the Brad Pitt's and the Ben Affleck's like they don't have to be here. And it's like, but that's okay. If I were like them, I wouldn't be here either. (laughs) It's like, I, I get it. Here's the, here's where I think the main disconnect is, is that Hollywood has been so preachy, so eager to jump on every possible cause. You have these douchebag actors like George Clooney, like Ben Affleck, like Matt Damon, who will go after, who will put their two cents into every single political issue and then speak on it as if they were the authority. I mean, the appearance of Ben Affleck on Bill Maher a few years ago, talking about Islam with, uh, with um, Sam uh, Harris. Like that's one of the peak examples of how you're talking way out of turn, way out of place. You have this, these people who that is the face of Hollywood. And then unfortunately, yeah, you have the writers who aren't the face of Hollywood, but that your mainstream American family is going to lump them in and have zero sympathy and say, they're all the same. And it's like, I understand that. And I was uh, like, I was talking with this, with, an, with a buddy the other day and it's like, Hollywood Is the most hypocritical, one of the most hypocritical industries where, again, you have all of these actors who get on their their soapboxes when they have their writers who write their lines picketing out there. Why don't they say, hey, let's chip in and then pay from our salary so that people who write for my movie or my show get paid more money. Like they're never going to do that. The only decent person in Hollywood who's ever done that is Jay Leno.
0: Well, you're, you're describing, uh, why don't we make a union and we pay dues so that we get paid fairly and all of that, which is where we're at with all of this stuff. What really they should be doing. Some of these big writers, you know, well, Sorkin, Mamet. Um, Mamet. I was and close. Mamet. I, mean, I pronounced
1: it the French way.
0: You know, Affleck and Damon, they they won Oscars for screenwriting. They're WGA guys. And they're, you know, millionaires, maybe billionaires at mm. this point. I mean, they're a
1: couple hundred million for sure.
0: Uh, uh, those kind of people could get together, put a film collective together, and they could start making their own movies And the studios would would have to sit back and go, oh, wait a second, because once they do that, then the studios become obsolete and the studios would then go, wait a second, we'll give you whatever we want because we don't want to become obsolete until you make the studios hurt. You're not going to get anything. Yeah. But you know why they're not going to do that? Because they don't have any balls to do that. Well, and they don't have to do that. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon can sit out six or eight months without getting a paycheck. You know, I none feel- of
1: them have to do it. They would rather just they would rather just preach and do virtuous virtue signaling whether than versus putting their own actual resources on the line. Which is what which is what makes Elon even more of an amazing person because he put his own financial security on the line for his ideas and things that he believed in. I mean the, the the whole point here is that when these actors like there was a there was this big uh, uh well, I don't even know if it was big but there was this rally in New York where um uh Ron Perlman and, and a few other actors uh Carrie Washington like they were all <laughs> it was like a civil rights <laughs> rally that they were trying, that they were trying to copy the energy of a civil right, uh, civil rights uh, gathering okay. to talk about how we deserve X, Y, Z. It's like get out of here. It, it's like unfortunately, the Hollywood just pigeoned itself into this position where no one is really going to care. No one, I mean, other than someone who is one degree or one friend away from someone who is a working actor or a working writer, other than that, it's like you're death. Like everything just comes out as tone death and out of touch, but that's their own doing. Like
0: they made it this way. Cause all of these prick douchebag actors. sounds like the Hollywood police force coming to uh, pick <laughs> us up right here. Uh, I agree. Uh, I am one degree. I have friends literally on the picket line. The real problem is this. Uh, you keep seeing these writers say AI is not ready. You know, you're yeah. not going to get AI that can write a human story. Uh, I agree with that. But the stories we're getting right now are shit. Yeah. They're so stupid. The stories we're getting right now could absolutely have been written by AI. <laughs> every, You know, every single superhero movie is the exact same superhero movie right. with a different hero. It's so
1: funny. So, I saw
0: this, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. I saw someone make fun of
1: Blue Beetle and then saying, oh, this, uh, and then they were just making direct comparisons to Ant-Man. It's like, you're literally just replacing an ant with the Blue Beetle. It is exactly the same movie. I've, uh, I was talking, I was, I was talking about this the other day. I don't, the last good movie, the hmm, the only good movie that I love that I've seen in the last 5 years is probably
0: Maverick. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Not the not Maverick with uh Mel Gibson. Also Jody Foster. also a great movie.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that one. What? <laughs> I love me some uh, Jodie Foster.
0: It's an amazing movie.
1: Yeah. So you're, I mean, I, I mean, I'm in a total agreement. Stuff that they do is so I've completely lost interest in Marvel. I, w- I was going through the Marvel selection today and there's like f- five movies that I have not seen. Yeah. And no interest. I lost interest in the Star Wars. Um, I... You know, the, someone asked the other day, would you want to see another Star Wars? And it's like, yeah, only if Catherine Kennedy meets her untimely demise and has zero input in making any of this because she's completely destroyed Star Wars.
0: It's like, well, what's good? I, I don't agree with that, but I don't think that. <laughs> OK, a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the, the real... The real problem is we uh we did this to ourselves. Yeah. And we have dumbed down our scripts and our films and by doing so have dumbed down our audience and you're not going to get a really receptive audience for a strike because they're too stupid to know better. Who is? The audience. They don't give a fuck. Well, no. But that's not because they're stupid. The movies are stupid and the people who like them are stupid. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Look, and I have liked a lot of them, but I'm stupid. am <laughs> as stupid though as they say in Blue Beetle. Well, and by the way, Blue Beetle, why do you hate Mexicans so much? Right? I was gonna you know racist. I I was going to call you out on that.
1: Yeah, but I have zero interest in seeing Blue Beetle. I, I'm not a big George Lopez fan.
0: Wait a second! Is George Lopez in that? Yeah, I'm interested. All of a sudden, <laughs> are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. He's in it. Um, he's, he's. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel for Mexican actors, I guess. <laughs> I would have rather seen a Danny Trejo in there. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation, and because I do have friends in in the situation, I would like to see them uh, achieve. Their goals. There, you didn't get a whole lot of this, but
1: we'll open another one.
0: No, no, it's fine. I, I just don't understand. I don't see the corporations budging on, you know, how do you put a genie back in the bottle? You just, you just promise, well, okay, we're not going to use AI, even though it's being developed by every single corporation around us. And if you are a corporation that doesn't have an AI plan right now, your shareholders are going to be very upset. Yeah. So uh, I don't see any way around that. And that's something that they want the studios to, to change. I don't, I don't see that happening. I
1: mean, if you can't get, well, you know, obviously McDonald's is not unionized, but if no one cares that McDonald's are starting to be automated surely no one is going to care <laughs> that.
0: I, I mean, this really is just something that we should be looking bigger picture at. Is yeah, that They should be using it to their
1: advantage versus... The, the fact
0: that we're automating all of these jobs is going to be a real problem in 20 years when we've just, you know, the homeless situation is insane right now when it's 50% homeless because there are no jobs for people who don't have a high school... Mm. diploma you know who don't have a diploma yeah I mean look
1: the the are these are you talking about these writers I um, no have I'm diploma? talking about
0: McDonald's workers cashiers oh. all of this stuff people who work these these <clears throat> small jobs and they're either older people who have you know aged out of their workforce or they're younger people coming into a workforce once all those jobs are taken away which is what is happening yeah then well, we're going mean, to be in some real trouble. This is a real whole other show. This is a whole other show. That's what I was but saying. I will, let's look bigger picture I at this. Will it that, is it is happening.
1: Well, it's been happening for a while. but But unfortunately, the gas to this fire is that society has been telling 40-year-olds that if you work at McDonald's, you deserve to earn a living wage. And that is fundamentally false like no if you're 40 years old and you work at if you are not in management or in some non uh, or in some hourly position at a mcdonald's then no (laughs) that does not grant you the right to earn and even i mean we there you can even debate on what a living wage is but surely not someone who could afford to support themselves and that's super uh controversial what i'm saying that's the only time that i've deleted anything on on uh on where did i delete it i think i deleted it on facebook there was some company that was doing an ad for an an arm that um i remember that flipped the fries yeah and then uh i wrote if you're worried about this thing taking your job you've made a couple wrong <laughs> wrong wrong decisions in your life whoo
0: you got a lot of shit for that oh one. yeah oh yeah and then you know what i learned i'm never gonna delete anything ever again <laughs> carlos it's worse than that which is one of my favorite phrases uh because it's it, the people who are joining the McDonald's workforce at 15 or 16 are expecting to make a living wage right. at it. yeah. And it's not 40 year olds. It's kids who are like, <clears throat> I need to pay off my BMW. And that was never right the, the American dream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, I mean, the idea that when you're a kid and you have these jobs as a starter job to get you, you know, your gap year before you go to college, that idea is gone. And then now you do have those jobs and even if you do have a gap year and you go to college, when you're out of college, you're a hundred grand in debt. So even if you do get a job where you get, I read an article the other day that said that if you're in somewhat of a professional uh, industry, it's expected, uh, the employee, the new hire is expecting at least 80 a year. (laughs) And that, uh, and actually that,
0: man, I get greedy when I hear those. You know what, though? Midwest, 80 a year probably sounds fantastic. Heck yeah. You can get a five bedroom,
1: 3,500 foot house for 400. Right. Out there. So 80 is, 80 is perfect. Right. Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 I think it's a combination of all of those societal issues where you can I mean, the umbrella term is entitlement and every industry has their own entitlement. And we're in this position now where if there's a social media movement on something, it gets traction. And uh, I do a little I do find it a little bit funny that how many months are we in on this? So by the time we listen to this, yeah,
0: uh, we'll be four months in. Yeah,
1: it's like it really hasn't gotten.
0: (laughs) Well, they did this interesting thing where uh, they released to the public an offer, and the WGA turned it down. But the reason that they released that to the public was so that the people who are striking could see the offer, and it had a lot of what they wanted in it, Mm. and that's a That's a dirty tactic to make the people in the union start, you know, pressuring their union bosses to accept this offer.
1: Have we had – have you and I had a conversation about unions?
0: I don't think so. That I loathe unions? I think unions are a really good idea for firemen and – Police officers. Well, but all of those are under one union. <laughs> well, that's my point. Uh, when you've got safety that's issues on the a job, worst. When when actually, you got-
1: I would I'm gonna just start right off the back and say <laughs> negative. <laughs> that government workers should not be unionized. The S what is that the SCIU? You you wanna yeah, yeah, I keep hate people safe at their yeah. job. I mean and that's what unions, unions were a were good job supposed at, to do. Unions were a good job at the start of the industrial revolution or midway through when you were putting kids in coal mines and you had, I mean, but thankfully, thankfully we had an anti-Semite come along named oh. Henry Ford. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Ford created the 40 hour work week where you work eight hours, five days a week, got the weekend off. That's be- that is because of him. And he built Ford on that. And, I mean, you're absolutely right. Before then, it was 15 hours a day, every day. And then uh, he was smart enough to know that you don't really get more production by working these people that long and for that many days. And his, you know, he did the calculations and says we can get peak performance from our employees for this amount of time and this, uh, this, uh, this amount of days per week. So... Yeah, it, unions had their place. But now, like if I were go to work for a company right now and they were unionized, I no, there's no way. No way that I would go work for them. And yeah. that, that's like a super other deep conversation because I don't want to be lumped in with a bunch of other people. And my fate is on the same boat as their fate. And my work is going to be compared and put in the same uh, box as them. Like if I want to, if I'm going to go work for someone, I want the ability to shine and to impress, and then to be rewarded. And unions don't let you do that.
0: The the problem is that in this case, we're talking about corporations that would gladly take advantage of smaller people except that there is union stopping them from doing that. And that's a good thing. But the unions, you know, ha- fall apart. They have many many bad things about them as well. You know, as as in all of this stuff, I don't know what the answer is, mm. but what's happening right now is not working clearly. I guess.
1: I mean, what's a re- uh progress moving along? What's the effect right now
0: that we're seeing of a four-month strike? Uh, Well, so it's so interesting. I don't actually have regular television. All I have are streaming services. (laughs) And so uh, what what you're going to start seeing if you uh, are a watcher of NBC, CBS, and ABC is that shows that should be coming back, for their next season are not going to be coming back for the next season. The writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. If the uh, director's guild goes on strike with them, then that would effectively shut everything down. Hmm. So, and that's probably what they're hoping will happen and probably what would need to happen for the, the production companies to actually say, okay, we'll, we'll figure this out. So directors, writers and actors each have their own, Guild. Everybody has their own guild. The editors have a guild. Every time you see one of those, uh, one of those, uh, uh, not an acronym, but a, uh, and you know, initials, initials. After like you the know, the DGA, PGA. Yeah. That's the Producers Guild, the PGA, the Directors oh, Guild, no. the WGA, SAG is the SAG, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, and oh. so everybody has kind of figured out that they've got to unionize if they want to continue getting raises and getting paid this way. Mm. Uh, so that's what you'll see on those. The streaming services, w- which is where the bulk of the problem is, because act- or writers are trying to figure out how to get paid for sales that are happening to a brand new technology, brand new for the last 10 years. Mm. And that's what's probably ruffling the, f- the feathers is, you know, holy cow! These things just get bopped from one streaming service to another, and nobody else is getting paid like they would have been if it were reruns. Mm. So, with the uh, with all of that stuff going on, then the uh, the effects that we'll see there. Is that you'll see Netflix now? Instead of pushing new shows, they're going to be pushing shows that they made in 2019 that you never saw. Right. They're going to be pushing their shows that that uh, they voted. No, that they that they had on their their streaming service, but just weren't watched because there oh, was I so see. much to watch. They've got Ugh. such a backlog of stuff that. What's that people, stupid show that uh, the Wersharskis made? On Netflix Sensate or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So we'll you're gonna stop
1: pushing that nonsense. Again. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll see all <laughs> of this stuff come popping up because <laughs> the streaming services, especially Netflix, have so much content that just kind of went under the radar mm-hmm. just because there was there was just too much noise. Hmm. So
1: dumb question. Does so Netflix just buys, right? So they, they when when we say that it, this is a Netflix exclusive, it really just means that they bought this. Someone else made it. They bought it.
0: I'm going to distribute it.
1: Because uh, they're like a distributor seller at the same time.
0: That was true a couple years ago, but since Stranger Things, that's not true. So, so Netflix is creating and making their own shows, financing them. In fact, I think I had heard that Netflix were buying... Theaters, so that they could have theatrical releases of some of their oh. Netflix created movies to make them eligible for Oscars. Oh, oh, so
1: if it's a Netflix exclusive, let's so Stranger Things, right? right. Net, Netflix exclusive. The writers who wrote that are they in the Writers Guild? Yes, in the regular Hollywood Writers Guild? Yes, so it kind of seems like. Netflix needs the writers who write for Netflix need their own.
0: <laughs> well, that's, oh, you're right. that's but just then, it.
1: But then you're they're importing from Hollywood, so that still affects the Hollywood yeah writers, that's, Hollywood.
0: And and also the Duffer brothers who created Stranger Things, they they're part of the writers' guild, so they have to be on strike, but they're probably not out there on the picket lines because I'm sure they yeah. made a real sweetheart deal.
1: Yeah, because they depend on Netflix, so they don't really need – they don't need Hollywood. Yeah. Their bread and brother is Netflix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the moral of the story is corporations are bad and will always be bad, but what else are you going to do? I mean, you need these big companies to put up these big, huge budgets. So what are you going to do unless Tom Cruise – steps up to the plate and says, hey, fuck it. I, I don't like what's going on, and I'm going to finance this out of my own paycheck, and then watch the studios suddenly fall into line. So doesn't he produce his own stuff? He might Is, produce it. Isn't
1: he Skydance?
0: Yeah, he, he might produce it. He's got a production company, but we're talking about the studios. If we were to get a, let's say, Tom Cruise... George Clooney, that doesn't work actually. Let's say Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. you get a writer, uh, Quent Tarantino, and then you get Francis Ford Coppola, and they decide to make their own company. Now you've got these three powerhouse creators writer, yeah. actor, and director, and then they can start paying things, you know, uh, all of their editors and actors and all of this stuff comes out of their pocket, watch the studios fall into line with what the writers want because they're going to start seeing uh, writers get what they want and make what they want.
1: But aren't they just going to go and raise capital to fund this? Not actually, they're not actually going to fund it themselves. My
0: point would be they'd have to do something like that to make the studios take notice. The studios are always going to be, you know, geez, what's, What's yeah. Disney putting out with all of their Disney plus Star Wars Marvel shows and their movies and everything? We're talking about the, how many billions and billions of dollars do they spend every year on product? Yeah. You know, I, that, that would be refreshing, actually,
1: if, because that means that you wouldn't have a $300 million budget for a movie. It would probably be a whole lot less. Let's say a meager $50 million budget for a movie. So then, you're not using special effects as a crutch, and you're not using um, an existing franchise as a crutch. Like that might that would be a good thing. Some new, some something brand new.
0: This, I- this is something that that also needs to be addressed. Is when the budgets for these movies are are four hundred million, and that means they have to make eight hundred million to break even, because right. uh, you know marketing you just double and- it for marketing. And you realize this movie has to make a billion dollars for anybody to actually start making a movie. That's way too much pressure on these actors and writers and everything to come up with something. And when it doesn't, then you you start seeing this collapse is what we're seeing yeah. of, of this kind of I stuff. I mean, y- yes,
1: pressure on the people. But then also, I mean, someone's writing those checks. Well,
0: yeah, absolutely. And then something like <laughs> People are going to listen
1: people are going to listen and say Carlos is just cuz I've seen a whole bunch of these arguments already. It's like Carlos is just defending the billionaires. It's like I'm not defending the billionaires. I'm I'm saying that it's probably not the easiest thing to write a 500 million dollar check. There's only a few people a few there's only a small group of corporate, you know, entities that are capable of writing a 500 million dollar check so that you can go see a movie about a
0: Mexican blue beetle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said something about Kathleen Kennedy ruining the things. I'll defend Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, That was a, that was a bunch of people who ruined those Star Wars movies. It wasn't Kathleen Kennedy. It was, you know, everybody that she was counting on to come up with stories all the way down to, you know, Ryan Johnson or whoever, uh, and uh, I'll just say I thought Last Jedi was the best of the new trilogy just because it tried something different. It's like I don't even remember. The, the point is this. Yeah, everybody – there are people behind all of these yeah. decisions and stuff like that. And There's a room of people. But, but behind that room of people are shareholders and there is this need to make sure everybody stays and makes a little bit of money. If they make a lot of money, that's great. But they got to make a little bit of money minimum. Yeah. They can't lose money. Yeah. So that's that's where these people are. And out. man, Disney what it, it's lost, it's lost like two
1: billion dollars in the last eight ten months. Is what I read.
0: Yeah, that's di- okay, but no, I yeah, know. <laughs> well, no, that's super creative bookkeeping, first of all. But well, I also- think they're factoring in uh, subscriptions to Disney Plus and.
1: Yeah. You know, if, if you my not, Disney wait. Plus wasn't bundled in with my Hulu and my ESPN, yeah, I would have canceled it.
0: You're lucky they're lucky I'm pay, I'm paying twelve bucks. I they're the very footage lucky footage. you're doing <laughs> that. I'm I'm saying <laughs> that uh the the various <laughs> toys for all of their movies and everything are more than making up for the money they've spent on these oh, movies. Oh, so that's not they're, included into their... No.
1: They're the, just talking about how much it costs to make stuff versus how much is coming in I from I guarantee
0: you when they have meetings with those shareholders, they go, okay, so yes, the, the theatrical division has lost a ton of money. It doesn't matter because Disney World is still raking in the dollars. Yeah, but they've Disney, closed a few of them. Okay, but all of our marketing and merchandising is still raking in the money. And all of this stuff means you know that why? you guys will still get your bonus check at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. It's got a bunch of weird adult
1: weirdos that go to the Disney <laughs> properties multiple times a year. I, uh, I haven't been to Disney in a long time, but I'd like to go back. I've only been one time. And that's only because when I went, a friend of mine, her son worked I.T., and they, she gave me their family passes. So I went in for free. How old were you? I was 20. I was 30 <laughs> something. That's the perfect age to go in. You know what? I'm OK. The best part was the Tower of Terror because we went to Orlando. OK. The Tower of Terror was awesome. That was like the best ride I've ever been on. Um, but other than that, eh, the food sucked. Wow. Walked around a lot, waited around a lot. Eh.
0: Carlos wanna... defends billionaires, but hates Man, you Disney. know, I
1: want to be a billionaire. If I were a billionaire, I would be up in a hundred. I would, my office would be on the hundredth story, dark, dusty. I would have this huge book and I would be writing down stuff with like a fountain pen. Oh, of course. And then someone, my assistant would come in. Shaking because he didn't want to ask me any questions. And I'd say, What are you doing? And then I would throw my ink. Yeah, okay, I got you. I would, th- I would throw my ink bottle and I would say, I said, right. I don't want to be disturbed.
0: What would he be, what news would he be bringing you? you oh, think? that profits were up 30%. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Only 30%, amazingly 30%. Fire 10% of our workforce. That's why God doesn't make me a billionaire. Can we stop talking about the strike? It's
1: depressing. You know, we can stop talking and then go up and grill and then eat some steaks. Oh, let's do that. We have another <clears throat> Kelly. I have not had a drunk a uh, drink of booze in um, since the last time I was with you, which is probably two weeks now. I thought you were going to say I have
0: not had a drunk of your quality <laughs> at this table in many weeks. <laughs> But yes, you have not had a drunk of booze since uh last time we hung out. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm not going to bore the
1: audience with my uh fitness routine. Right. I love <laughs> that I'm your cheat day. You are my cheat day. <laughs> you know, Lori's going to get pissed because she doesn't get a cheat day from me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Lori. She she's but she's okay. She's uh she'll be all right. Um it's it's like she has a uh a glass or two every day yeah she comes home you know she's she's had a tough couple weeks at work uh so she comes home and i open a bottle and then when i see her coming through the door i'm pouring it and i say my love here but i
0: i have zero interest in pouring one for myself you know that's so funny. She drives up, you're like, "My love, this I drove up today." And all I could hear from the house was stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't sure where we were going to start with whether I mean it should have been I should have known right.
0: All right, next time. Next time, we'll do it. All right, buddy. Hey, can I uh, can I plug a few things? Oh, of course. Plug away. Uh, I have uh, this chapbook here, Infernal Combustion. Very few of them left on my website, written by klyoung.com, which I paid this wonderful person to create. And if you guys want a beautiful website, you should do that for yourself as well. I also have, uh, let's see, another chapbook coming out very shortly. And uh, my own podcast, which is StrangeEonsRadio.com, which I do with Eric Margaret and Vanessa Williams every
1: Thursday. I don't listen to it on Thursdays. I listen to it on Friday nights. It's my routine now. (laughs) Just to get you to sleep. Yes. Yes, that is. That is true. But I think that's a compliment. No, I'm taking it that way. I think that's a compliment. And we've talked about this before where I really want more of the organic interaction with you guys.
0: Yeah. We're trying some new stuff coming up here. Um, So let's see a month from now we'll be heavy into, uh, Oh, let's see. We'll be just starting October country, which is going to happen all October. And we're talking Ray Bradbury films. And then uh, we've got Who's Ray Bradbury. Oh, Star Wars, Star no, Trek. No, no, that's Gene Rottenberry. <laughs> wow. Well. So- Sorry, Jennifer. Uh, and then Video Nasty November is coming up as well. So not Ninja November. Not Ninja November. This Whack. it's going to be harder for me to come up with N words. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> if we put our brains
1: together, we can think of one or two.
0: That's what I'm
1: doing. No, I love you guys. I love this. I listen to every single one of them. I, I, I share it to the audience. Although you can tell Eric next time you see him that I'm pissed that he took my game away. I had a game where I guessed who did what. Right. And he took it away. What a dick. That's super whack. Yeah. And then one day he's like, how come you don't guess anymore? I'm like, prick, you tell me who's just what.
0: (laughs) with his oh he does the snippets where we're talking about our films yeah um like super whack listen i hate him too i can't wait to replace him super whack
1: super 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 whack well anyways um yep thank you i love you i love you uh don't forget to subscribe watch uh rancho bravo they they're good those uh, margaritas are fantastic they've added a few new things to the menu. They've updated their torta sandwich, which is uh, now has a fancy French bread and some, uh, some tasty crunchy vegetables on it. And uh, they've added a, hopefully by the time this goes a um, taco, a burger taco, there is a challenge of a burger taco challenge. It's like a smash burger on a taco. It's pretty good. You can't, I mean, you put any kind of meat on a tortilla, Put on some salsa, some guac, some lettuce, tomato. You really can't go wrong.
0: I love because eating tacos.
1: And then uh the sneakers friend. ugh, So hard.
0: But the sneakers <laughs> friend. I use it on my own shoes. And then you know what? You work hard. I don't use it on my work shoes. Oh. I use it on my dress shoes.
1: Okay. Well, then there you go. <laughs>
0: I love it. I, I'll put it on my work shoes. Just to make you happy. I don't want to waste it on my work shoes. My work shoes are going to get dirty. Well, I, I put can it give on you my. More. I put it on my nice, uh, my nice dress shoes. And it works it. beautifully. I dig it.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Adios.